In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the state of the Washington Capitals. We know that they made another first-round exit. How do they prevent this from happening again? Do they have the players in-house, or do they need to go outside of the organization? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also in available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, that is what we're going to talk about, is what are some of the major changes that need to take place on this Capitals team? There was a really great story in the Hockey Writers that they talk about it. And uh, they talk about, you know, some of the biggest issues were inconsistency. Um, and it's not only has to do, it's not only uh, the net mining. It also has to do with the defense and the offense, to be honest with you. If you think back on that playoff series against the Panthers where T.J. Oshie coughed up that puck, which led to a scoring opportunity. So there's uh, plenty of blame to go around. But being that we know that, what do the Washington Capitals have to do to get better? Inconsistency is the best word to describe the Capitals' 21-22 season. Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek couldn't do enough to prove they were the primary goalie, though they both showed stretches of dominance at one point in the season. The forward core is aging, and with Tom Wilson's injury and Nicholas Backstrom's future creating uncertainty, the team will need to find help from either a mega trade or within the system or spending too much in the free agent market. And, uh, you know, that's what I've talked about in podcasts uh, throughout these last couple months is the inconsistency, and we talk about that aging core of the team that needs to be addressed. Uh, some of the biggest problems that they talked about there were Tom Wilson's injury. Um, as it stands right now, he is due to return as long as everything goes as according to plan uh, in uh, December. But uh, that still leaves some time without him in the lineup. And as we all know, Tom Wilson's presence in the lineup is huge. So for him to be missing for, you know, uh, some substantial time, uh, that could, you know, kind of start the Capitals off on the wrong foot. And then also Nicholas Backstrom, uh, who has that hip injury and the fact that he wasn't, you know, willing to come out and say no, you know, and an emphatic I'm going to be coming back to the team is a bit worrisome. And it's worrisome to many people around the NHL. Uh, Elliot Freeman talked about it as much is that, you know, rarely do players come out and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to retire. You know, usually players will say, I'm not retiring. Uh, my plan is to play as long as I can. But when Nick, Nicholas Backstrom was asked, about his future plans and would he rule out uh, retirement? You know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm, I'm not ruling anything out. And basically, I don't want to talk about it. So that is a bit of a worrying sign. Um, I hope, you know, hopefully Nicholas Backstrom does decide to come back to the team because he does play such an integral part with his team. But with that being said, and, uh, you know, like they're talking in this article about it is an aging roster. What are the big changes that need to, to take place? I know as we're heading up on the free agency deadline, I think 
uh, the Capitals will make some big splashes. In yesterday's uh, episode, I talked about Johnny Goudreau and the possibility of him coming to the Washington Capitals. Um, I don't know if that's po- you know a possibility, but you know I wouldn't rule the Capitals out. Um, I mean, they are a perennial winner. Uh, they won the Stanley Cup, and I know that they've made quite a few first round exits, but they routinely uh, make it to the playoffs, which is you know more than you can say for a lot of different teams around the league. So big changes are afoot, uh, most notably, like we've talked about in net. Um, I think that either uh, Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek are viable options as number two netminders. But ultimately, we saw the litmus test was this year. You know, we are going to go all in on Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek and, you know, let the cards fall where they may. And the cards did fall and uh, they didn't uh, fall in the right direction, shall we say. There was inconsistency through the uh, throughout the entire season. Um, with that being said, though, the tandem of Samsonov and Vanacek did get them to 100 points. So it's not like it was a total, you know, crap show out there, but um, I, it could have been better. It wasn't no Braden Holpe, Philip Grubauer, shall we say. So I do think that, you know, that is one of the biggest things they're going to need to address. The Capitals' top six is a mess. Wilson is expected to miss six to eight months after undergoing ACL surgery, which means he may not even play until December. It would be wise for the Capitals to keep him off the roster until he's absolutely ready to return. There's no point rushing him into the lineup, risking further injury if they don't have a shot at winning the Stanley Cup next season. And uh, Are we already counting the Capitals out next season already? When is this change going to take place? It's the can that keeps getting kicked down the road. Next year, I'm going to take care of it. Next year, I'm going to take care of it. The chickens need to come home to roost for the Washington Capitals, and they need to stare change straight in the face. Because, I mean, this was the same thing I heard last summer, that, you know, next year we're going to do something if it doesn't change. Now is the time to make the changes. Right now. I mean, do we want to go, you know, uh, into the playoffs, or are they even going to make it to the playoffs and face another first-round exit? That is insanity to me. Insanity. Uh, And the definition of that is doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. This is exemplified right here. You know, so if the Washington Capitals go into the fall with Vanacek and Samsonov, feel free to bang your head against the wall because I will be doing it as well um, about the frustration. And ultimately, I think that Brian McClellan's job is going to be on the line. The buck stops with him. He's the one that makes the changes. So short of ownership, uh, short of Ted Leonsis or Dick Patrick, someone like that saying, you're not going to do that. That's up to him to make these changes. And I know that there's all this fear around Caps Nation about that we don't want to part with these players. But the time is now. You know, are we just, uh, you know, next year we're going to deal with it. And next year we're going to deal with it. Now is the time to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it gets to be a little frustrating, you know, when you read these articles. The Capitals don't have a game changer anymore, or at least a consistent one. Anthony Mantha, TJ Oshie, and Wilson are great, but they thrive off support of their teammates. Alex Ovechkin is coming out of his prime. Evgeny Kuznetsov has all the talent to dominate, but the team never knows which version of the center they're going to get when the puck drops. And Baxter may be tinkering on the edge of retirement. And this is what I'm talking about. The fact that we're talking about Backstrom possibly retiring is proof positive that this change needs to take place right now. And, uh, you know, Caps Nation, we're going to have to get over the fact that there's going to be some players that we've known and loved on this team moving along. That is the nature of the beast. That is what's going to have to happen. Um, or we're just going to keep dealing with this, you know, every year. You know, next year, we're going to fix this leaky 
uh, the faucet, you know, no, now's the time to fix that leaky faucet before it makes a mess all over the floor. And uh, that's what the Washington Capitals have to do is they have to address the situations uh, that, that are facing them. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk more about what the Capitals need to change. We talked about net minding, but do they have what they need in Hershey? We'll talk about that. But first, we've been asking and Bill delivered. Bill Granola Bars are here. Bill Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three flavors? You can get a mixed box at built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. Bill Granola Bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness, but just like the bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Bill Granola Bars will change your world. Bill has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch and take on the road or eat as a snack. And they're made with collagen-based protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. So if you're waiting for a healthy, delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to built.com right now to get the built granola bar. Bill Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. you got to get yours today. So go to Built.com to get, get Built Granola Bars now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take uh, our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thank you for helping us out. All right, so back to the show and into this next segment here. We are going to continue to talk about what the Washington Capitals need to do uh, before the start of next year. Um, and it's the next thing is that they do have, you know, a pretty good uh, group of youth and Hershey. Connor McMichael will likely be the opening night roster in October and there to stay. And, and that it, it gets a little bit murky with options. However, with a year or two more of development, which may not be what fans want to hear, they could have Washington back in the playoffs. So, you know, just reading this article, it sounds like they're, they're just going to wait a couple of years for these guys to cook a little bit more down in Hershey. I don't necessarily think that's the right idea. Alexi Protus might be the next best option at forward position to offer some relief while Wilson is sidelined at six foot six, 225 pounds. The center is a presence. He recorded nine points in 33 games with the Capitals this season. And for the Hershey Bears, the Capitals American Hockey League affiliate, he finished the season with 24 points in 42 games played. And that's the one thing I will say is Alexi Protus, um, every time you know he was playing with the Capitals this past season, I think he did a solid job. And I think that the time is now for uh, Protus to have his spot on the roster. 
Two other names to keep an eye on are Axel Janssen Fialbi and Cody Clark. The former did not get ice time with the Capitals in 21-22, registering four points in 23 games played behind Martin Farivari, McMichael, and Protus. He appeared in the fourth most games for rookies on the team. He's fast and averaged 41 seconds of penalty kill while the Washington Capitals, which is very valuable. With Hershey, he finished the season with 34 points in 44 games played. And, uh, you know, there is some great opportunities for some of these young guys. Clark, though, still a little raw, will be worth keeping an eye on from all the trades the front office made over the last few seasons. He may be the main asset, at least in regards to the future they received in return. He was selected in the second round of the 2018 NHL entry draft, a pick. The Capitals received from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Philip Grubauer. The 22-year-old winger had 19 points in 63 games, and with the Bears during the AHL season, he won't make the opening night roster, but he could be called up at some point to get a few more games of NHL experience. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I'll say about the Capitals is they seem to be a little slow-moving when it comes to working these players up. Some of these guys spend so much time in Hershey that they retire you know, they never get their opportunity to play. So they're like, I'm just too old to be doing this anymore. And, you know, obviously my time has passed um, on the big team in the in the NHL. So I think that that's one of the things the Capitals could do better at is, is working in uh, these players earlier. I mean, I, I don't know why they spend so much time cooking these guys. Uh, in the AHL, but you know, the, you know, that, like I said, the chickens are kind of coming home to roost for the Washington Capitals. They kicked that can down the road for so many seasons, trying to get that big uh, player at the trade deadline that, you know, it's left the Hershey bears and the stingrays sort of depleted. Um, they don't have, you know, a robust, um, uh, minor league system, uh, so to say, that they can call up all these players. There's a lot of players that are down there. How many of them are rated for NHL prime time remains to be seen. But I think that ultimately you're going to have to take a chance on it. And if it doesn't work, then you're going to just kind of have to make changes on the fly. You take a look at the Ottawa Senators. You know, I've talked about in previous podcasts how well things work for the Rangers. And uh, one of the things that the Ottawa Senators have done is they've stockpiled draft picks and I think kind of done a wise job with it. Um, obviously, the Senators didn't get the outcome that they wanted this year, but I think that the Ottawa Senators are poised to be a real contender in the NHL in coming years. And why? Because they traded away some of their big name players to get great draft picks. And, uh, you know, subsequently they have stockpiled a huge uh, list of a list of players that is going to be ready for the NHL at some point. And these aren't just, you know, some depth players. These are some top rated draft picks. So I think that's what the Capitals have to do is they have to make prudent decisions. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there was a certain agreement with Ovechkin that you can't move this guy or that guy or that guy. But whatever the case is, Ovechkin's getting older as well. I mean, I know that his numbers are through the roof and he continues to perform at such a crazy level. But there has been quite a drop off around him if you take a look at the likes of Lars Eller. Uh, and a lot of the different other players that just really aren't performing up, up to snuff. So that's what I've talked about in previous podcasts. I see Kempney going. I see Schultz going. And I could see Eller moving along as well. I think that they have, you know, the depth players in Hershey or, you know, even Connor McMichael could slot into Lars Eller's slot. But, um, you know, that's what I'm saying is that we can't keep going about uh, with this same lineup. The players are getting older. The fans are getting older. We're going to have to let it go and realize that change is what's needed for this Capitals team uh, before it's too late. I mean, I don't want to be talking about this, 
you know, a, a first round exit again next year and then telling you guys it's going to be better the year after that. I just, I really don't want to do that. And uh, I hope that the Washington Capitals have, you know, some common sense there to know uh, what the right thing is to do um, going forward. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the state of the Capitals. We're going to talk a little bit about net minding and what do they have in Hershey. We'll talk about that. But first... All right, welcome back. So in this episode, that is what we're talking about. We're talking about the state of the Capitals. This was a really great write-up in the Hockey Writers and they kind of broke down the state of the Capitals. And, you know, the next thing we're talking about here is goaltending with the play. Um, so we're just going to talk about Sam Sonoff and Vanacek. So saying that Sam Sonoff or Vanacek won't eventually be able to develop and make the leap as they both still are young. First, the Capitals need to commit to one this offseason as both are restricted free agents. Uh, and that's what I've talked about is that ultimately the Capitals are not going to be able to keep both of those players. They can pick one but they're not going to be able to keep both of them. I don't think that's in the best interest of the Capitals anyway. Um, if you, you know, I've rolled over the stats between Vanacek and Samsonov. And, you know, if you're going to ask me for my knee jerk reaction right now, um, I would say that uh, the Capitals will probably end up going with Samsonov just based on history. If that's any lesson, um, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what my gut is telling me. Uh, so just looking at it, plus Samsonov had the opportunity in the playoffs to perhaps redeem himself and though he was solid, he may not have done enough to validate the higher price tag uh, he will stop, He will demand. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it remains to be seen. I know if you talk to Caps Nation, there's a lot of uh, uh, VTAC Vanacek fans and there's some fans of, of Ilya Samsonov. But ultimately, I think, and I don't think it's going to be something that's going to happen next year, I think they have the depth in Hershey. Uh, I think they have it in Zach Fukali or perhaps uh, in Shepard. Um, so also Zach Fukali provided or excuse me, Zach Fukali proved he can be a viable backup heading in the 22-23 season. And who knows, maybe even the future, there may be some growing pains to come with this unless they want to try and sign a veteran this offseason. Though the team's ability to advance this season was hindered by inc inconsistent play in that the franchise isn't in, the bad, in that bad of a spot. They do, however, need to figure it out this summer so they can become a contender again sooner rather than later. At this moment, they have three goalies under 30 who can play at the NHL level. One must be given the crease to bask in the good games and fight through the bad ones. And, you know, as of right now, I mean, that's a coin flip. Are you going to go with Vanacek or Samsonov? We see how that worked in the playoffs. Goalie and, and forwards are the Capitals uh, should be concentrating on this summer. There are options in free agency if they want to keep at it, but they're also very limited financially, especially if Backstrom decides to keep playing, which may lead to some incredibly tough decisions. The team's best bet is to accept that the hard years are here or coming very quickly. They may have a two to three year hiatus from the postseason, but be back in the mix if they save money and develop their youth, stacking their system even more with a couple of high draft picks in the process. Either way, the team is going to look very different very soon. And that's what I've talked about in this podcast at great length, um, is that there are going to be changes. And, you know, like what the Ottawa Senators did, stacking up those draft picks. That's what the Washington Capitals have to do. They have to continue to keep their eye on the future. Um, in that article, his assessment was that there might be a two to three year um, absence from the playoffs. 
I mean, I guess that's possible, but I would, you know, prefer it not to be that way. Um, if you listen to Ted Leonsis, he doesn't want to go with an uh, overall rebuild. He wants to go with a, a retool, which I understand is just semantics and just a, a way of rewording something. But ultimately, I think what Leonsis is getting at there is it's not going to be trading everyone away except for Ovechkin like the Nationals did. It's going to be, you know, trading this guy and then plugging in him here and, and just kind of doing it systematically, not a total you know, abandoning the old roster for a new roster, which I think that, you know, that's a, a more prudent decision to make uh, because you don't want to go uh, through those long years of just wandering through the wilderness. Like I've talked about, if you take a look at the Washington Nationals, there is no sign that that team is coming out of that for years. And uh, we, don't, I mean, I don't think the DC fans do it. Do you really have the patience to do, you know, to go through another rebuild like that. You know, I, I've talked about doing a rebuild, but I think it has to be done systematically. Um, you know, not just trading away the whole roster in favor of some young players. But in, in, in any case, changes are afoot and changes need to be made uh, if this Capitals team wants to contend. And I think that, you know, the first uh, list of on their priority list should be net minding. And I do think there will be. Uh, a big acquisition made uh, between now and July when the free agency uh, deadline is. And, uh, you know, it would be nice if they could get it done uh, sooner than later. Otherwise, you end up paying top dollar for those guys. I know that their agents and the players sometimes want to wait to the last moment because that's advantageous for them in the regards that they can um, bask in and get the most money possible. But um, all I'm saying is if they could possibly get it done earlier than that, uh, that is what would be in their best interest. The big things to take away from this episode is the worrisome parts is Tom Wilson's injury and Nick Backstrom possibly retiring. Those um, are both scary thoughts. Uh, Wilson, I think, will recover fine, but Nick Backstrom, I'm a little more uncertain on. Uh, just the the nature of those injuries is sometimes they can they don't recover fully, and you know at his age he's on the wrong side of thirty. Does he want to recover and finally get back up to speed, only to risk injury again? Those are some tough questions for the Capitals to have to answer. And uh, going forward, I don't think there are any real um, uh, great answers out there. And uh, I just hope you know that uh, that Backstrom does decide to come back because there's no doubt in my mind that the Washington Capitals are a better team. Uh, when he's in the lineup. So thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. If you've noticed, my voice is a little off. You guys don't need to worry about this. You can't catch it through the microphone. I did contract COVID. Um, I... um. I had all the shots, you know, I, I three shots I got so far and I still ended up getting it. My wife ran a test on me last night. I did the podcast and I was a little winded and, uh, you know, a congestion. You can tell my voice is all messed up and she, she ran the test on me and it was a conclusive test. Uh, we had two tests. She ran another one and it came back right away, um, with a positive result. And, uh, the one thing I guess I can say about it, um, being that I had the three shots is that I am dealing with quite a bit of congestion. You can t- hear it in my voice, and I am a bit more winded. So um, doing these podcasts is a little bit tough at times, but I enjoy doing it. I love the Capitals, and I love doing these podcasts for Locked On and you guys. So just if you notice, if you're listening to my voice, and it sounds a little bit different, uh, you know, I'm on the mend, and uh, uh, I hope to be back at 100% soon. All right, once again, thank you guys for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. We'll talk to you next time.